This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Well, my fellow Met fans, uh, we were not ready for this. We were not ready for a December breaking news story that features a catastrophic injury. You want to tell me it's the middle of March? We got that lesson last year. You want to tell me it's the middle of the season? We get that basically every year. But to get catastrophic Mets injury news in the middle of December, a couple of weeks before Christmas, feels cruel. But as cruel as it was for me and you and everybody listening, it's obviously 100 times worse for Ronnie Mauricio. Ronnie Mauricio has torn his ACL. The Mets haven't said he's out for the year, but let's not kid ourselves. He's out for the season. You tear your ACL, you're out for probably a calendar year, maybe 10, 11 months. That is not conducive to Ronnie Mauricio playing baseball for the Mets in 2024. And look, it sucks. It just sucks. And I I remember getting the message a few days ago in the Mets text chat I'm in, because we always share Ronnie Mauricio videos. You know, Ronnie Mauricio went three for three in winter ball. Ronnie Mauricio committed three errors at third base. Ronnie Mauricio farted on the dugout bench. Like anything Ronnie Mauricio does, in winter ball, we always share these videos. And so I saw this video the other day of him obviously trying to steal second base, stopping on a dime, and then collapsing to the ground. And I hate to admit, my first reaction was, all right, ankle injury. He's out for the winter ball year, but no big deal. It's the middle of December. He'll be ready to go. And I kind of saw it, and it didn't scare me. And what a schmuck I am. I mean, seriously. It should have scared me because as a day went by and then you get the report, he's coming to New York, they're going to give him an MRI, you start to fear the worst. And the thing I feared was something that could keep him out for the entirety of the season. Any other injury, whether it's a three-month injury or a two-week injury or a four-month injury, at least you could say, all right, it sucks. Who wants to deal with that? but you can get yourself back in March and April. Maybe you missed the first month of the season. The torn ACL was the scariest thing, and the torn ACL was the one injury we didn't want to hear an update on. And, you know, it's kind of funny. It's not funny, but I guess sort of weird, is that I may have mentioned this on the radio show. I may have mentioned this on the Rico. Tiki Barber has joined the Mets text chat. He's now a part of this Mets text chat. So he watches this interaction. And so I'm sitting in my office before Tuesday's show, and all of a sudden Tiki looks up and says, yeah, Evan, got some bad news. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he read the message before I read the message that Ronnie Mauricio was out for the season. So I got the news broken by uh, Tiki Barber. 
didn't make me feel better. Look, the, the situation just sucks. Am I going to scream and yell about winter ball and that Ronnie Mauricio shouldn't have been there? No. I didn't do it for the World Baseball Classic. I'm certainly not going to do it for winter ball. It's just unfortunate. And I guess we could scream at the moon and scream at the clouds and wonder what we've done to deserve this life of being cursed. But I do not have anger towards the Mets allowing Mauricio to play in the Dominican Winter League, nor Ronnie's decision to play in the Winter League. Guys do it all the time. Guys do it every year. There's obviously a lot of positive you can take out of it, including the fact that Ronnie was going to play third base this season and maybe learn the position a lot more and come into spring training really ready for that competition based on the play in winter ball. So I'm not mad at the Mets, nor am I mad at Ronnie. It's just unfortunate. It's just, it's unfortunate for him. It's unfortunate for us as Met fans who wanted to watch this kid play baseball. And obviously it changes our view of third base for this team. Now, do you disagree, Pete? Are you anti-winter ball because of something like this, like the WBC? No, 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 no. And last year, I love the fact that Mauricio killed it there. I was happy to see him do it again. He was doing, I mean, dude, he had that epic bat, bat flip or bat toss. Like, it was just, it's really cool to see him play as much as possible and get you excited for the regular season. Listen, I think your point right here is the biggest issue about what to, how to pivot. But I have one bigger issue than that. How the hell am I not on this freaking Mets chain? There's a reason why you're not on the Mets chain. It's a very good reason that most people listening will nod their head and say makes a lot of sense. You're a greenie, okay? That means when you send a text message, it's green because you don't have Apple. And because you don't have Apple, we will not allow someone who isn't blue in our text chat. And that is why, Pete Hoffman, you have been banned until you improve your phone situation. When you do that, you're welcome. So you're telling me you'll take a a Yankee fan over a Met fan that just doesn't have an Apple phone? Yes. The Apple phone is a, the non-Apple phone is a deal breaker. Well, then I'm I'm never going to be part of this chat and I'm okay with it. come on. Come on. Dude, everybody knows somebody in a text chat. That's green. And you ruin it for everybody. You just got to go blue. That's the one rule we've had. We've had a lot of people that we have considered letting join this text chat. And the deal breaker is if you're green. If you're a greenie, you're out. If you're blue, you got a shot. We may allow you in. All right, so let's get to the pivot. Obviously, we all feel bad for Ronnie. I don't think we should think he's going to play in 2024. Hopefully he comes back in 2025 and he could still have a great future for this team and still have a great career. So we are certainly not dunning Ronnie Mauricio for his major league career, but we're going to forget about him. <laughs> Let's be perfectly honest. A year and a half's going to go by. We're going to go into spring training 2025 and say, who? Who's this guy? But hopefully he comes back better than ever. So my gut feeling is that the Mets are going to do nothing. That's my gut feeling. My gut feeling is they're going to look at the competition and say, we've got Joey Wendell. We have Mark Vientos. We have Brett Beatty. Let's go. And the hope is going to be Brett Beatty can bounce back from what was really a dreadful 2023 and take that job. And I hope Brett Beatty does bounce back. But my gut tells me the Mets aren't going to do anything. I think the Mets should do something because, and we've talked about this even before the Mauricio injury went down. You have yourself, in my opinion, three holes in this lineup. You have left field, you have third base, 
and you have designated hitter. Those are three legitimate holes. I can rationalize Starling Marte as the everyday right fielder thinking, ah, maybe he stays healthy. You got to have depth, but okay, you want to pencil him in as the everyday right fielder and hope he gets back to the form of 2022. Fine. Obviously, Nimmo in center, Alonzo at first, McNeil at second, Lindor at shortstop, Alvarez behind the plate. We all feel good about it. But you have three positions that you have holes at. I was okay with viewing third base, and we did a whole podcast about third base, and I think our conclusion was just let there be a competition. You've got three options, really two, in Ronnie Mauricio and Brett Beatty. Improve in left field, improve at DH, but stick at third base. And hopefully one of these young guys, maybe multiple guys, bust through and they're productive for this lineup. Now you've taken away the real competition at third base and you still have a hole in left field and you still have a hole at DH. What's beautiful about adding a potential third baseman, let's say it is Justin Turner on a one-year deal, a guy we talked about during that third base podcast, you're not eliminating Brett Beatty from third base. Because Justin Turner can DH. So you need to add a bat. If that bat is going to spend a lot of time at third base, fine. If that bat is going to be a majority of the time at designated hitter, fine. If that guy's going to be a left fielder, fine. But I think right now, going into opening day, you can't have what we currently have at left field, third base, and DH. I couldn't even tell you right now, looking at the 40-man, Who would even fill those roles? You want to say DJ Stewart would be the left fielder? You want to say DJ Stewart would be the DH? You want to say Joey Wendell would be the third baseman and Brett Beatty would be the DH? Like they legitimately need major league bats and preferably two of them. So I think you go back to the discussion we had a few weeks ago and you say, all right, who's available at third base? I'm not interested in Matt Chapman. I'm not suggesting the Mets should go out and throw some kind of crazy contract at Matt Chapman. I don't think that would be the best idea. But Justin Turner on a one-year contract is something that's worthy of thinking about. He's worthy of thinking about it because, A, he's going to get a one-year deal. He's not getting a multi-year contract. Number two, he continues to be a productive offensive player. He hasn't shown that he's falling apart. He hasn't shown that he's aging. And I think it's just an easy move to make, an easy signing. And if Brett Beatty emerges and ends up taking the third base job, Justin Turner can DH. That's why it's almost like you're adding a bat. If the guy ends up playing a lot of third base, whatever. If the guy ends up DHing, whatever. I mean, you have options to kind of fill either role. Because I, I would agree that ideally, we are sitting here in August and September talking about Brett Beatty as the everyday third baseman. That's how I would like to see things play out, but you can't be certain it's going to play out that way because Beatty was so bad last year. What's your insurance policy if it doesn't? I think Turner just feels like the easiest move to make. I don't think he's going to call it. Again, it's a one-year deal. So what are we talking about? $17, $18 million a year, kind of in that range. Where would you go, Pete? Because that's my gut. My gut is get me the insurance policy at third. It doesn't block third base because Turner could end up DHing and Beatty could end up being the third baseman. But my gut feeling after this injury is Turner seems like the easy answer. All right. So this is going to sound like a stupid question. What's the goal of the season? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, 
you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. To win. To win and develop. Okay. You want to okay. win, you want to develop uh, some of your young players, but ultimately we want to win. Okay, so if we're going to try to win, Evan Turner is nice. Justin Turner, Justin. not the crappy basketball player. I'm sorry, I'm talking to, talking to Evan Roberts. <laughs> Ohio <thinking>. State Buckeye, <laughs> Evan Turner. Justin Turner is nice, but the one guy that they should get is Alex Bredman. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Come on. No, 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 no. Hear me out on this. Because you you got Mark Vientos, and I apologize for the singing in the background if you hear it. (laughs) I don't know what's going on upstairs, but I had to relocate again, and it's chaos right now. That being said, Mark Vientos, I know, is working his ass off right now with the door. I kind of like that, but he's still not a good defensive third baseman, and you can't trust him. Brett Beatty, I'm sorry, he's unreliable right now. That's going to be a whole old year long. If what the what are the Astros looking for for Bregman? Do we know that? No, I mean honestly, for a team that's trying to win right now, I, I would assume they're looking for help at the major league level instead of restocking their farm system. Okay, so do we have surplus of anything that we can give up? I think so. <sighs> This is not a knock on Alex Bregman because obviously if you add Alex Bregman to this lineup and he's your long-term answer at third base, assuming you could re-sign him, I'm certainly not complaining about it, but we really want to go through the trade market. We really want to go through taking this farm system and giving up multitudes of players, I assume, for a guy who's a one-year rental. And by one-year rental, that doesn't mean he's definitely gone. Like when I use that phrase about Juan Soto, Yankee fans think that means he's definitely gone. It's not that he's definitely gone. It's that he is for now a rental. And then he's a free agent, and then anybody could sign him. So Alex Bregman, it's not that I'm knocking him as an option. I remember we had an email about him a few weeks ago, and my first reaction was, is he available? And I'm still skeptical that he is available. But even if he is, free agent at the end of the year, Astros are trying to win. Like, what do we, what kind of package are we talking about? And so you asked that question. You said, what, what's the goal of the season? The goal is to win and the goal is to remain long term flexible. That's why guys on one year deals do both. If you sign Justin Turner and JD Martinez tomorrow, let's make an announcement. They have added Justin Turner and JD Martinez on one year deals. Aren't you doing exactly what I just said? You're remaining flexible because you're not locking yourself into long-term deals. And you can't tell me a team that adds those guys aren't trying to win. Of course you're trying to win. You've just improved your lineup greatly. Yeah, but we've seen that. Now, listen, take take it to this. We just did this with the same example except the pitchers. We went Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, two older pitchers who backfired. So now we're going to go for two more older bats. Yes. They have 
mean, besides Justin Turner, JD Martinez, we know has has injury issues. He's wait, got wait, wait, back wait, wait, so you don't want to go after these guys because Verlander and Scherzer didn't work out. What no, would one but, have to do with the other? It's the uh, the risk reward thing again. Like we've we've already been there before. Let's let's What's maybe the go- risk. The risk is you signed a guy to a one year deal, and he doesn't do anything for us again, and we just okay. wasted. Then you I move know, on, right? But I but, but again, Evan, the one thing I can't take any more of is losing. And if we, our big move in this offseason is JD Martinez, I might blow a gasket. What what did you want the big move to be? By the way, I don't even know if the Mets are going to get that move. Like it may be a lot less than that, which means your gasket's going to blow more. But what was your expectation? Like to me, signing guys of that ilk to one year deals, if you weren't going to get Otani, and more on that later, because obviously I got a lot of feedback from people mad at me for my opinion on Otani and Steve Cohen. So we'll address that a little bit later on. Apparently, Pete Hoffman's going to turn face in this because he's going to be the people's champion mad at me too. So that's coming up a little bit later on the Rico Bronya. But what's the issue with bringing guys in on short-term deals who are good? Unfortunately, Pete, I can't hear you. I think you muted yourself by accident. So why don't you oh, that, try that's, again? That's, that's true. I'm sorry. I'm trying to block <laughs> out everything that's going on upstairs. No, here's the problem is, though, Ev, we've gone through, and, and for me, maybe it's just the me thing, but after having 77 wins last year, going through bringing in older people, I don't think that, I understand you're saying it's just a one-year deal, but you're telling me there's no one better than an old J.D. Martinez, an old Justin Turner, I'm sorry. That's not going to be beneficial for this team. They need more than that to get back to winning. Well, well, first of all, first of all, of the guys that are available in free agency, instead of giving stupid contracts out to guys who are a little bit younger, like I don't want to say giving Jorge Soler a three-year deal is dumb, but I'd rather give J.D. Martinez a one-year deal and then kind of we go after it next year, depending on how my young players develop, depending on who becomes available via trade or free agency. I'd rather do that than lock guys in a longer term deals because they're a little bit younger. Like I'd rather go after the veteran guy. And so Justin Turner, JD Martinez were just two examples I'm using. They make a lot of sense and they accomplish the goal of what you asked, which is what do you want to do next year? I want to win, but I also want to be smart. And the other thing I also want to do is I want to give Brett Beatty a chance. Like, I'm not burying Brett Beatty. I'm merely saying you have to protect yourself in case Brett Beatty's a disaster. You can't go into next season with having no safety net for the fact that Brett Beatty may be bad again. So the beauty to me of adding a guy like Turner is that let's say Beatty tears it up in spring training. Let's say Beatty tears it up in April. He can play. He's not getting blocked by Justin Turner. So I think there's this balancing act of, can you add veteran guys that improve this lineup without blocking some of the younger players that you're developing? And that's why short-term deals on veteran guys make the most sense. If you added those two guys, JD and Justin Turner, and it probably wouldn't be both guys because it defeats the purpose of not blocking Brett Beatty because Turner and JD can't DH at the same time. And if Beatty takes the third base job, you can't DH both guys at the same time. So you're probably looking for a guy that could play the outfield as well. 
you've put together a pretty good lineup to go along with what you already have. You're replacing the production of Vogelback at DH. You're replacing the non-production at third base because in this kind of discussion we're having, Brett Beatty is putting it all together. Like you've improved that lineup. So I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Obviously, the pitching continues to be a main focus right now, especially as we wait on Yamamoto. And my confidence in Yamamoto is like at 2%. I have to be perfectly honest with you. I I do not feel good that they're going to end up with Yoshinabu Yamamoto. And I have a few reasons why. Number one, he's meeting with everybody. And I think the more the Mets get compared to every other team in baseball, you start to ask yourself, well, what do we have to offer besides the most money? Is Yamamoto going to look at this roster and say, I have a better chance to win with the Mets than I do the Dodgers? I have a better chance to win with the Mets than I do the Yankees? Like, I'm not sure that's going to happen. So I hope Cohen makes the highest offer. I think there's an expectation from all of us that he better make the highest offer. But even the highest offer doesn't guarantee you anything. And that's why we've talked about it before. We have to think about where do you pivot? Where do you go? But just getting back to third base real quick. I would not feel comfortable going into spring training simply saying, Beatty, Vientos, Wendell, let's go. I think you need to do more. I think you need to protect yourself. The Mets don't even believe in Mark Vientos as a third baseman. They don't. They don't think he's any good defensively. I would feel good about adding a third baseman and giving Vientos and Beatty that opportunity to DH. Again, you add a third baseman, though, you could end up flipping the two, like I said earlier, with Turner but they need to protect themselves. We are sitting in the middle of December, and quite frankly, they have three positions they need to fill. Left field, third base, and DH. And we haven't heard peep about them filling any of it. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.